Hey, David. Hi, Avi. We're on now. Um, Successfully. Successfully. So your time in Israel is about midnight, is that correct? And my time here is about noon. So we're about 12 hours different. Yeah, well, it's it's around 9 o'clock at our here. Just finished to bedtime to my kids and back to work. <laughs> no, but it's around nine o'clock at night, 10, uh-huh. 10, 10 to nine o'clock um, at night. How are you, David? It's nice to see, uh, finally hear you. Yeah. Uh, heard a lot about you from Atan. Uh, right. So I have a lot of background in computer programming. I've, uh, I've been programming since about 1993. And uh, mostly been d- doing lots of development in Microsoft, but uh, you know the world's changed a lot, um, mm-hmm. and so you know I've, I've been looking out towards the future, talking about a lot of technology, and uh, I actually talked to Matt, and, and he was telling me a little bit about you and SuperQuery. And do you want to just talk a little bit about uh, SuperQuery? Uh, we'll be delighted as. Uh... As we as we say, because uh, talking about super is talking about things that I love, and uh, this is one of the things that I, the reason of that I started this venture uh, a couple of years ago. Great. So, so uh, how did you hear about super query? How how did it came to? Um, actually, I just I checked uh, I checked your company out, and it says right off the start about SuperQuery, and uh, um, Matten said he was looking for people that uh, um, had database background, and I have a lot of database background, and uh, SQL Server, SQL Oracle, Server? you bet, right. and uh, DB2, and uh, mm-hmm. Informix, so I've, I've played around with databases for quite a while. Mm, nice. My my kind of gal. <laughs> uh, like uh, me too. I've been handling databases. Well, I, I started um, my uh, server database development back when I was twenty years old, right in the courses that are specialized in Oracle and store procedures and PLSQL. And who who knew then that this is going to be the things that uh, I'm going to be involved from morning till night? And uh, who thought that data analyst is going to become the most uh, sexy <laughs> um, job ever? <laughs> I think almost. Um, and uh, and and this whole data transformation with AI is uh, quite exciting. Where are you, Dave? It's a lot of wind. I, I, I'm located in Idaho. Idaho. And, uh, oh. You know, I have a background in Oracle. I have a master's of DBA. And I thought for one time, uh, like yourself, uh, that Oracle was going to be the, uh, the my road ticket to wealth. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was programming PL SQL, uh, SQL forms, uh, and uh, getting into the ERP. They were starting to build, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the larger uh, data systems and frameworks. And uh, it was interesting how SQL Server seemed to displace Oracle. It, it, at one time, it was everything on the server side right. was Oracle. 
And then all of a sudden, the low end uh, wasn't quite as powerful, but it was a, a lot cheaper. SQL Server came in, and, uh, and, and then Web hit. And when the Web hit and SQL Server was there, uh, there was just like almost an endless list of jobs for SQL Server and and uh, web development. So I was um, I was writing to Microsoft here in Israel. Like Microsoft was really dominant in uh, on the server side, mainly because the IDF used to uh, all his infrastructure was based on Microsoft. So everybody that finished, uh, um, graduated the IDF, uh, was using um, Microsoft. So it's really bloomed here in Israel. And I was all into it. Uh, since 95 to 2005, this is all I knew. Uh, with Oracle on top of it, or SQL Server, even Access and, uh, and small databases, but in 2005, I got a reality check. It was um, one, uh, big data. Big data started to shine. So you started to wonder how you can manage big organization. I was the R&D manager of a big uh, tech company. And you started to think big in terms of business, but SQL Server was a problem, one, because the amount of load, the capacity was mainly being bound to the, what is the biggest server, what is the strongest server that you have. It's, it couldn't uh, scale out uh, in a very good way. And the second thing is when you start to scale up, it was so expensive yeah. that it couldn't be practical. So I got some kind of a reality check and I started to wonder my ways on Microsoft and whether they they are fit and uh, Facebook the, the good story about Facebook that they have decided not to go on um, Microsoft infrastructure and Adobe and how they scaled kind of something that kind of enlightened me and I shift to the alternate Java uh, open source world since 2005. Um, and and learned so much and began to work with MySQL and Adobe and uh, MemSQL and a lot of variations that we built ourselves to to scale our data infrastructure. And while doing that and having a lot of fun with different types of companies, fintech and edtech here in Israel. Uh, mainly, I was in the business of data management. I got to know Google BigQuery back in 2011 or 12, mm. and I was blown away. Because suddenly, you have like this ultimate infrastructure that can digest any size of a query with no management, actually no indexes. You don't, you didn't need nothing. Just put your data call it and it simply works. So I started a big pro a big project in a fintech company that I was I was just uh, I was there since the beginning. I wasn't one of the founders and I was the head, it's the head of innovation and I took it myself to build the infrastructure on Google BigQuery and the customers got blown away 
mm. with the fact that we had this endless infrastructure with everything on top of it. And I remember a, a funny time, really, uh, I really enjoyed this, this point when you see how the old world and the new world collide. Yeah. When they, when they came to me and I told them that we have older ticks, so all the price changes are, are, are stored and this data is available to them. And they said, what, really? Like every price change, you have about 1,000 to 5,000 price changes a second. And wow. I told them, yes, everything for the past six months is being stored and you can access it. And they said, wow, that's great, this is amazing. And uh, I, I told them, uh, do you want it? They said, yes, we will give you the address and please send us the disks. So like <laughs> they thought, they actually thought that we will send them a hard copy of the, of the data. And I, I told them, you, you simply can log in to Google BigQuery and get all the, all the data, the, to extract all the data from there. And they were so excited that this product actually generated a lot of revenue for my company. <coughs> and then I started to begin thinking about building a company that is focused only on how to extract data in the most efficient way, how to help analysts and, and CIOs leverage their infrastructure in the best way possible. And this is kind of the things that uh, that led to SuperQuery and where we are today. You know, I've, uh, you said some things that are really interesting. A big query caught my attention. Um, I uh, was looking at Google Cloud, and I and I've wrote it, had a blog for quite some time about all of the uh, things that uh, Google Cloud can do. BigQuery was one of them. I could see like the endless. Uh, uh, spinning up of servers so you you know it probably didn't need indexes because it had so much hardware so many cpus available that uh it could do <laughs> partitioning you know and it could just pull all that data in and exactly. just like google does when it does its searches it, it's it's a bit of an amazing infrastructure the thing is they made a big mistake um like, like they always do, like it's, it's a classic one. The guy who built it are, are geniuses, really. Um, Google BigQuery is the number one technology today as a SaaS solution for managed database out there. The, the, the main reason why uh, uh, Google hangs on and succeeding today in the cloud world is mainly due to the fact that they have Google BigQuery. This is the number one traction for Google Cloud today. And I spoke with more uh, companies than anyone I know, let's say for that, like regarding the different cloud platform, where to select what and where to store what. And, but the thing is, they, they put this amazing technology and then they told everyone, you pay per query and like pay as much as you use which sounds super cool, I love it. But most of the world is more traditional and they had a hard time to digest it. They, they are used to pay for servers and they, and, and they couldn't bridge. So a lot of companies were afraid to use Google BigQuery because of the pricing model. 
they made uh, some changes to improve it, but it it was up until 2015, 16. It was some kind, something like a, a niche product, uh, something for really uh, cutting edge companies that know what they do and um, the new age type of companies. And uh, what we said is that there are a lot of amazing technologies for infrastructure and databases today. And analysts should, uh, should not be distracted by which platform that they are using. Every analyst should be a super analyst and be mm. able to write a super queries to extract data. And the CIO should have the, cap the capacity to manage not one analyst, like thousands of analysts. Like wow. there are companies today that are like Home Depot with thousand, one thousand analysts. Um, uh, Spotify are with fifteen hundred analysts. Now managing those and managing the resources efficiently is a huge challenge, and uh, no company today as a SaaS solution uh, is really facing it. It's mainly the main, most of the solutions are professional services or internally uh, education and tools. And we set our goal to build the, the ultimate tool so you could be, you could truly become data driven company. Uh, it's a big challenge. Like uh, we, there are a lot of eyebrows, in, eyebrows that are being raised when we are talking about what we are offering today and where we are going to uh, develop. And uh, there's a lot of skepticism regarding the, the, the capability to build such technology because most of the companies today that are building strong technologies for analysts are either BI, which are mainly yeah. focused on visualization, or the, the databases. So the, the actual database provider provides some kind of uh, layer of technology. We are the, the only ones that provide a layer that is smarter than the database itself in terms of uh, the ability to um, identify the best execution plan mm -hmm. and break queries and build them back together for maximum efficiency on one, from one side. And from the other side, um, being able to give full audit and clarity, who did what, and how it can be improved, either by adding indexes, um, adding policies, um, setting roles, setting priorities. So it's a really like a, a complex thread where we simplified it by giving a grade. So. If you want to, like you are, you are, you are, you want to be one hundred percent efficient, meaning if everything that people done today on your platform was perfectly efficient, so everybody were, was this ego, this the smartest guy in the organization, the smartest analyst, and your platform was would be balanced and fully indexed, you would be one hundred percent efficient. Now yeah. we know to tell you where are you at today, like. That we can give you a grade, uh, let's say 70 or 75, and we can tell you that if you were 100% efficient, this gap could have saved you X, X amount of money and Y amount of time. And yeah, because you always we know have like those, 
you always have those indexes where they're missing and you add exactly. it, you get down into the millisecond range. Uh, but I later. know that you that you that you are running queries, and I I um, what I do what I'm doing is I'm not checking what tables you have and what indexes do you have. I'm checking what queries you have, okay. and what what fields do you scan, and and by that I know what type of caching and uh, indexes you need to have and then i know how to tell you how much money and time it could have saved you and you can say okay um doing that can increase my efficiency by 20 percent it's worth my time and effort and i will do it but adding this type of index is is totally makes sense but the actual effect is really so minor that um i'm not going to even spend any time on that so um, it's really, really so, important. So, Avi, what's your strategy? I mean, I've, I've heard a couple of things. One, uh, return on investment for uh, index performance uh, increases. Uh, do, you have, do you have goals for IoT? Do you have goals for machine learning? Uh, where, oh. where are some of the things like, uh, that are current uh, fitting into your, your strategy? So, so we, we are looking to give value uh, to two parties, one the analyst and one the CIO. Okay. So for the analyst, we are providing today uh, the best client out there for SQL. So we have focused on smart compose, meaning um, before you type, we already suggest you the next section that will probably uh, most fit you that is dependent and being built by an AI that looks on all the queries in your organization. So I would suggest what is the best field after the select uh, that you would, you were most likely to use. And, by, and if you approve this field, like if you added this field, I would also suggest the next field depending on the first selection. And then I would get to the form and I know what form uh, table you want and you need. And I know if you are likely to use the join Etc. So the hmm. smart compose is like if you add a group by, it will automatically suggest to sum to to add a sum to or count to several fields and and many other cool stuff. And this is the smart compose. It makes the analyst much more efficient, and they learn from the organizational data from the smart from 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 the suggestions of the smart compose. Uh, we offer them full backup of their queries to GitHub. And versioning, we offer visualization, multi-tab, multi-execution, multi-queries in a single tab, uh, dark mode, a lot of amazing stuff. So they will have all the fun they, 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 they need. And all of this is just a, a cover for the engine that runs behind that when they execute, the, when they finally execute, we build the adaptive caching. This is the super query engine. Adaptive caching, so uh, same queries that runs twice are, are being uh, pulled from the cache. Um, some of the data, if it's already being scanned, uh, we don't, you don't need to scan it again. So it's really super smart and super efficient. And it's make, uh, uh, we'll have to say that every analyst is an ego. You know, they're usually the smart <laughs> Russian, Super analyst that every organization want to have. So now, yeah. now you can rest assured that you have all of them. And of course, you can 
the CIO then can know what is the efficiency level of everything, set policies, limit, limit team, um, organize his resources in a smart way, get monthly report, and he doesn't need to yell at the analyst anymore. He simply has the control panel. And um, it's not like I would tell you what is not efficient and then you would go and fix it. I would tell you what is not efficient and I will go and, and fix it. You don't need to do anything. This is, you this know, is the magic. You know, one, the, one of the things I've seen in big companies uh, is the ERDs, the entity relationship diagrams. They mm-hmm. are so massive. They, uh, I went and worked to consult for one company. The ERD was over a thousand pages long. Ooh. I was writing oh, <laughs> hundreds of queries and uh, trying to work through the ERD to get data and discovery. Uh, I was mining data uh, from applications, looking for queries and trying to understand the business rules. How do you, <laughs> how does your system find business rules and logic? So, we, so the thing is, the thing that you learn very fast that analysts are not as smart as you might have thought. So yeah. they're, they're really reusing patterns. And, and yes. this is the main thing that we are doing. Of course, um, there, there is a manual intervention and, and, and the company can add suggestions and rules for, for itself. But it's all about identifying patterns. And this is something that the, the arrays of AI makes it much easier than before. So uh, we, we grade uh, what we do and we, we learn from the, the adjustment that the, the analyst do, does. So if we suggested something and he said, no, I want something else, or, or in the in the list of options that he got, or, or heaven's sake, he he started typing something else. We would learn from that for the next time. So uh, uh, this is without being. We don't see the data. We don't care about the data of the of the customer. We don't index the actual results. This is something that is really not relevant for us. Uh, and this is uh, really concerned about, we're really concerned about privacy. So the only thing that we, are, we want to know is what is the schema infrastructure and what are the queries, query history that you, you had. Uh, that's about it. You, you and your organization. And we, we will take it from there. Nice. It's really a lot of fun. What, do, what are some of the things with CIOs that uh, you found uh, while you introduced these new concepts of, uh, smart components. Uh, what are they? As, what are they saying? As a CIO, as a, 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 me as a, a former CIO in companies, um, we really uh, cry together a lot <laughs> due to the challenges that that the, the modern world via, uh, puts us today. Because this kind of uh, you have an organization. You invest tons of money with on infrastructure, and now you have a bunch of analysts that is doing whatever they want, and you you need to you need to give results. You need to show that you know how to do an AI, and you show that you can provide tons of reports, and you need to do all of this with a reasonable amount of money without going back and bankrupt. And the infrastructure costs a lot. So when we come to them and we tell them, look, you get a full visual of who's doing what, no data loss, adaptive caching, 
uh, fast optimization, uh, rule-based, and they are, it's like, it's a no-brainer. Uh, mm. It's really no-brainer for them. Um, it's, it's, but the, you have to understand that our product is just being launched on September. And uh, there is wow. still so much to do. We have about, we have thousands of analysts that is working uh, on a monthly basis. We have days with dozens of analysts that are being added. It's kind of fun. Wow. Um, so, so there is a big traction. So we set a goal to have the best query tool out there for SQL by far from any other product. Uh, and 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 I think we reached this goal on Google BigQuery, and we're going to extend it for other two other clients uh, later on this year, starting with uh, Amazon Athena, um, and then we are going to um, um, add. It's not in parallel. We we are adding more control tools uh, for for the CIOs helping enterprises. So this way we will do the thing. We will hold both ends. One, the analyst. So it's really important, the eyeballs, that they would love the product. And one, the other side is the, the enterprises. So it will, will would be in the right standards in terms of privacy and security. This is something that we work very hard on. And, and, and uh, it's, um, it's uh, uh, how do you say it? Um, it's, we see the results now working with the, with the enterprises, um, but then uh, we will start working about the, with the things that we that we really looking forward to. Uh, this is like the, the next generation technology that is currently in development. That's that that is actually mind blowing because what we are, what we talked up until now is is cool tools for analysts to work with from one side and CIOs are getting control. Now this is kind of um, enterprise and uh, people that are very smart getting, uh, being able to do more, which is nice, which is good. Yeah. But we are looking really uh, in a strategic level to do something that, to do things that weren't possible before. Um, not to do just better, just simply make the impossible possible. and. And the thing that we are working today is uh, unified query language for big data. And, yeah, you uh, know, like data. they say that big data is only, everyone's accumulating the uh, big data and likes, uh, but only 25% of it is actually being used. And it's largely right. due to the fact that uh, no one really knows what's important in the big data. So, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're solving an important problem for them, which is helping them identify what is important based on usage. Exactly. But let me, let me, let me just have fun and tell you uh, the, the next step vision, which is kind of, okay. this, this is kind of, um, this, is, this is a real game changer. So what we did and and this is something that that is working today in production um we have a mysql to google bigquery kind of di driver so uh everyone can go today to superquery.io enable their uh, mysql port 3306 and pray to this port to their 
Google BigQuery. They don't have to install any driver or anything. They can use whatever client that supports MySQL and create the big data. Now, this is important today because this way they get our optimization engine in the middle. But tomorrow, mm. it's going to be much more interesting because it's going to extend uh, the, this SQL not only to Google BigQuery, uh, to every database that we're working with in terms of federated queries. And now you can ask a, a, a big data a question, and it wow. can be on Google BigQuery, Athena, DynamoDB, and MySQL all together. Now, the magic here, it's not only that we can extract this data from those databases in one SQL we join and go by. The magic is that we can do it in the very efficient way, in the most efficient way. So your queries are being breaking, uh, uh, we break them down to, to different small sections. Then they are being sent to the databases that are, that are needed, uh, that you targeted them. All the data comes back. The, the, the queries are super efficient. Google Super Query Optimization is right behind it with adaptive caching, everything that is being needed. And you get the data back and, it's, uh, and, and you see it. And if you build another query, the, 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 the questions are being asked again to different databases. And some of them might return data super fast because everything comes from the cache because some of the things weren't changed. And some of the data will be accumulated to, to, the, to, to, to the knowledge that you already have today. And this is, this is something that was really complicated before we have a patent on it. And today, it's, uh, this, is, this is kind of uh, something that would change the way that you work. Uh, think about- sounds like, It sounds like that that product uh, uh, is gonna be really uh, fantastic for someone with natural language interface, so you have a voice uh, recognition. You uh, you ask a natural language question, and uh, it translates that into uh, some sort of entities, and, and then it extracts those through the super query. Uh, it connects, you know, through to all different types of databases, and creates a some sort of visualization for you. Mm -hmm. You, so you got you got it's it. It's gonna be a fantastic tool. You got it. The, 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 the challenge today, the thing is that you can build it today. You can do it, but the, the, the problem for you to do it will be mainly, uh, even if you manage to overcome the technological uh, things that you need to do, that it will be actually executed, you will be held back by efficiency. Because if you, if you would build today a, a, a natural language, an NLP, that creates a SQL. Like you ask, what was my revenue today? And the NLP creates you a select sum from revenue table. Your problem is that the, more, the, the most likely those queries won't be efficient. It's not, a, mm -hmm. an NLP is, is not a, a, a dumb analyst. It's, it's a really, really dumb analyst. Like NLP bids queries in a really, non-efficient way, but super query behind it uh, makes it really interesting. Because now you can give an, a dumb thing like uh, that is really good in NLP 
give you some bits and pieces of SQL. And now you have an engine that takes the SQL and make you, make sure, making sure that you don't overscan your database. Yeah, that's always the hard thing is uh, if you uh, have a link, link server, uh, you're going to bring back all the records, you're going to merge it, and mm-hmm. then you're going to do your, your full table scans. Uh, so you could, if you had a 800,000 record table, you effectively copy over 800,000 records. And then and it's, you know, it's just, you know, uh, attempts uh, to make things simple had performance issues. You exactly. don't always get those high performance. Uh, you got it. You're working locally or through cash. So what we do, the, the thing is that when you build your query, whether no matter what it is, our engine takes for himself 200 milliseconds of time to calculate how, what is going to be the impact of the, 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 the planned execution plan. We are reverse engineering execution plans of databases. So we know how much resources and how much time this query is going to be executed. And we know who is asking it, whether it's a new human or BI or other system. And we know what is... Uh, a, a good what what is a sensible result, and if it's 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 not in this threshold, we look for a different execution plan. Uh, the same as the Waze or Google Maps when you navigate. So we look at a better execution plan, and they, they, either that we will execute something very simple uh, or simpler for you, and we'll tell you, okay, this is what you can get now. You can get more than that. Uh, or either that we will block this query, but the, 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 the resources are, are the most important thing. So you cannot interfere with others. Uh, it's simply like, for example, let's suppose you ask Siri, uh, what is, uh, I don't know, well, how many people in the world? And now okay. from, from some reason, she, it decides that she, it needs to actually count um, city by city. Um, how many people there are, and hmm. this will take a lot of resources. This is the execution plan that it decided to do. Uh, the system will block and will tell you, okay, this, this it, it's too complicated for me now. Uh, maybe you want to refine and ask uh, how many people you have in the U.S. And this oh, is okay. something that you are eligible to ask because uh, she, she doesn't have resources. You don't want Siri to simply start uh, going berserk and... Uh, and everybody else will be in shortage because you ask a question that is simply too big, uh, too much calculation, like out of resource kind of question. Uh, this, this, is the, this is the fun stuff. This is why I love to talk about super great, I guess. This is uh, make, yeah. making this dream a reality. Is, um... Well, it's, uh, it sounds like a, a dream. Uh, you know, I, I worked with databases and, and the one thing that uh, you learn in advanced databases optimization, and very few people optimize, so they just basically run statistics and uh, throw, you know, try to, you know, put some surrogate keys out there and try to get, you know, like a primary key, foreign key, constraints type of thing. And mm-hmm. then they pray that that thing runs fast. And when it doesn't, a uh, lot of times it's just, let's throw some more hardware at it. So, yeah. Uh, exactly. that's, that's great that's great that you saw that well 
I think uh, we're about done, but uh, do, do you want to uh, just have some closing thoughts that you want to share? Yes. Um, what we are looking uh, is on the challenges. So uh, I would be, I would love that companies uh, and organizations that ha- they have challenges today, it may be vendor locking, uh, maybe uh, multi-access uh, um, restrictions and audit and those kind of problems, uh, feel free to contact us. Uh, and, and if they had like an interesting solution for that, uh, we would be happy to hear about it. Uh, please share with us. And if they want to hear from our experience how we solved it, we'll be happy to share our thoughts. Uh, this is kind of our EV, uh, the, the electric, uh, like uh, the Tesla promises. This is what we are trying to build here, the, the next generation of, um, of uh, infrastructure for analysts. So it's really important for people to be involved and uh, we need to move uh, fast or at least faster than market because it kind of evolves in, uh, in an unbelievable way. So really, I'm always here. Uh, and I will be delighted to brainstorm and hear from other people's experience and, and share our thoughts uh, how to get to a resolution because data today is the name of the game. And extracting data is, uh, is a huge challenge. It's the number one challenge for every type of company. You have, I think, 500 companies uh, that build data lakes but you don't have even a one extraction SaaS solution that is uh, that, that that is not a professional service. You, you cannot extract data without really smart people, and there there are no tools for them today. It's simply uh, there's nothing that there's no AI that helps to build AI today. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. kind of. <laughs> Well, thank you, Avi, and uh, no problem. Um, I will uh, send you a, a link for this uh, this interview. I'll thank talk you. to you later. Okay. Have bye a good bye. day. Bye bye.